0: What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Berks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and we got a full house in in the building today. The first lady's in the building, Miss Mary Almonte. What's going on?
1: I was really hoping you wouldn't call me first because I was definitely chewing in people's ears. I always call but you what's first. Up, when you're here? Everyone, he, he, he does. I was he really does. Just this once, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We also got uh, the great one, Baylor the Great's in the building. What's going on, Baylor? Yes, sir. The hip-hop historian, Marquis, is here.
2: What's up? What's up?
1: Welcome to The Breaks Radio.
0: And before we get to the King's Disease review, we got a couple of things to talk about. First off, Kanye still has not dropped Donda, by the way, which was supposed to drop the same day reportedly as king's disease too but it didn't and he's actually separating himself from the baby like it's been a lot to come with the baby and just everything going around him seems like a toxic situation what do you guys think of like kanye removing himself um distancing himself from the baby and he has a song with him. Reportedly, that's going to be on Donda. Maria, I'll come to you first.
1: I mean, I think number one, what else is new with the toxic situation surrounding Kanye? I mean, one would that argue that there's a common denominator here. <laughs> um, I'm very indifferent to him separating himself from the baby because Kanye said his share of crazy ish as well. That is somewhat on the same plane as the baby's comments. Um, Dare I remind people about, uh, slavery being a choice and other tomfoolery. So I don't, I just like Kanye could just completely miss me at this point. And I did tune into the live stream, um, of Donda and I will say it wasn't bad, (laughs) but yeah, it was all right. Maybe, you know, I, am I'm really curious about his strategy, to be honest with you. Um, like, is this all like, what really is the point? Because to live stream it the night before the alleged launch and then not launch, it's like, does he like Life. to just stir the pot or is there really, maybe he live streamed it and saw some feedback that he didn't like and saw things he wanted to tweak based on that. Like, does he actually listen to the fans? Like, I'm curious about all of those things. More yeah, so than his security. personal views. I'm curious about, like, his tactic with his music. That's so. That's fair.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he has a fucking track. Quite honest, he's been doing this shit since. I I, I think even my beautiful dark toast of fantasy had like it was like delayed a week. Um, so he's had delay issues for every album for like the last six seven years. So I mean, I I don't know what that's about, Baylor. What do you think?
3: Um, I think he is a perfectionist, but also thinks he he might be. I ain't gonna say might be. I think there's still a high level of insecurity there. So he probably did get some live feedback and didn't like what he uh scene or you know whatever feedback that he got so he probably it, it could have been it could have been one person and that'd probably be enough to to say you know what i want to go back i didn't i didn't like that response i don't like how I you know how it sounds even i don't know if it's true or not if he recorded the whole album with a mask on i don't know if it's going to sound too good but whatever um as far as him hopping on the bandwagon of uh distancing himself from the baby um it's understandable at the same time styles p went on uh, he had a good he had a good point that i that i'm rolling with uh i i don't know i don't know um i think it is it is as far as a business move it is a good it is a good reason to separate yourself from him right now because it you know your brand would be attached to him um but Again, I think the whole rant that Styles P—I wouldn't even call it a rant. Uh, I, I think it was—it's was very truthful what he said. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with that as well. So uh, this album—I'm going to say this though—this album
0: it better hold up like King Disease 2 did. If not, I don't know what to say. Oh, that you—you you might as well just not know what to say because they ain't no way. Let me not say there's no way, but I highly doubt that we're going to get anything the level of King Disease 2 from time. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. I'd be happy to be proven wrong on that, but that's just my personal opinion.
3: Oh, me too, especially with that lineup that he got. That's why I said, like, yeah. you know, King, he now nah, set the bar. Extremely unfair. Unfair.
0: For sure. For sure. Man. Overdue. We'll talk about
3: it. Yeah. About
2: I think it. it's a, a really weird world where Kanye doesn't want to be associated with somebody. I'll just, yeah. Uh, that nigga crazy. No nigga, you crazy. No. <laughs> something's wrong when you want to when that nigga don't want to be associated with somebody. So, yeah. as far as the delay for his album, uh, if he listened to to King's Disease, he knows I'm not dropping this Friday. I'm delaying my album.
1: Wow. So you think King's Disease too scared him off? <laughs> uh, I don't know if anything oh, yeah, would funny.
2: scare Kanye off, but if something was, it would be this album, yeah.
0: especially if he heard it before we did. For sure, for sure, which is completely possible, completely possible. We'll get into the Nas album. We'll be doing a full review on it. We'll get into it. Um, But next part of news, Cardi B's is delay, delaying her LP due to uh to avoid postpartum depression. What do you think? We rarely, really get um women in the industry talking about not only postpartum depression, but even what it's like to remain trying to be a performer after having a kid, while having a kid, while being pregnant. So Cardi B coming out about this and trying to avoid postpartum depression it's really i'm surprised it didn't get picked up more and people aren't talking about it more because i mean it just really it it, you don't hear it very often marquis what do you think about it
2: honestly um after simone biles um the the german gymnastics uh basically the norwegian handballers you know not want to play with their ass out uh naomi refusing the press conference, let's be real. Like these are some real issues. Let's, let's start talking about that. Why are we knocking them for addressing psychological issues and standing up as a woman? Like these are the things that we go through. Let's, we should we should support that. Let's dig in deeper on why we should support them versus why we're not getting an album because that's some real, that's real. You know what I mean? Those are psychological issues that women go through that men just don't understand. Forget your record, you know, has to to, to come in Whatever we need to drop this album. No, what are you going through? How are you gonna deal with this? Because you have a child coming, like that's some real shit. Let's talk about that. And that's how I feel.
0: For sure. Barely-
3: well, you said it. Um, we're not used to hearing about that, especially with that um that level of an artist. You know what I mean? So uh to piggyback off of what Marquis said, these past couple of what months, we've been seeing it seeing a lot of athletes um take care of their mental health. And we're not used to it because now we're starting to see that they were forced to be great mm. you know what i mean or or not even i wouldn't even just say forced i would say pressure to do something you know that they love growing up doing but uh i don't think we should i'm mean, the i think we should uh we should care about it but we shouldn't care about you got to put the sport or you got to put the music to the side when it comes to them being a human being sometimes you know what i mean sure. so i'm i'm not the, the i could wait like bro we we were just blessed we're going to get to the topic where we were just blessed. Like, and I'm good enough with that for a minute. So we don't have to rush everybody into being create creative and things like that. Let them take some time and like, let them be human as possible. It's enough that they got to walk around with bodyguards and shit like that all the time. You know what I mean? So they're sometimes they're a prisoner of their own
0: homes.
1: That's true. True, Barry. what do you think? I mean, I think you already know what I think as the resident first lady of the brace radio. Um, I think that bringing a life into this world is a really big deal. It's taxing on the body. It's taxing on the mind and in ways that like you guys just acknowledged, you know, men don't understand and could never. Um, So yeah, I think we need to give her grace as she takes all the time that she needs to get back to being herself. Right? Like it's, it's a process. So let's respect that y'all
0: from one woman to another uh rihanna just became the richest female musician in the world in the world and matter of fact she's the second fem richest female in in entertainment as a whole only second to oprah renfrey what do you guys think about baylor i'll come to you first in this one what do you think about the heights that rihanna's been able to make it without releasing an album in, like, what, three, four years, if not more? What do you think, really?
3: That's just, that's just pure influence. That's all it is. It's just an influence. Well, on her part, it's just smart investing and knowing how to move with her brand, but uh, that's pretty damn fast, if you really think about it, because oprah been in the game for a very, very long time, and for her to catch, you know, to catch flight up there, up the ladder, that's pretty, it's pretty impressive, but I'll show you the days and times that we're in. If you not know you you know how to move your brand. Hell, not uh JZ did it. Nas did it. You know what I mean? But it was other cats that came before that that really had to put a lot of grind and work in. Uh so salute to her, man. Like excellence right there. I remember when she was back uh, I remember when she was dancing with the baggy jeans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mary. Um that Fenty. <laughs> is is some real it's crack like makeup everything the perfume sold out in a day like recently so yeah i mean love to see it like she made some smart investments she's another one we've been waiting for some music from but if we you know i understand why if we don't get any (laughs) because she's good so yeah let's all like i think she's a great example for little girls everywhere honestly so and he, and everyone everywhere. Let's not make this gender specific. That's Honestly, it's like she, she hustled, you know, so. To be to
0: be the, I, I remember when she was the artist that nobody knew about, right, at all. She just kind of popped up on the scene. She was one of jay Z signings when he was president of Jeff, Def Jam and to see the heights that she's been able to reach in that amount of time that she has has been fucking bananas and just her growth as an artist too is inspiring. But Marquis, what do you think?
2: I agree. I think um she's, Been able to use her brand and maximize it. You can't just rely on one thing. Look at Lil Nas X. He didn't rely just on music. He took his brand and expanded it. He has one album, a bunch of singles, and you know, he had his whole, you know, Satan sneakers and whatever like that. But at the end of the day, you have to diversify your bonds, nigga. Like Wu Tang Financial. You know what I mean? Like you really need to you're not gonna be an artist or musician for the rest of your life. You're always gonna be known as Rihanna, but She's not just renowned as Rihanna, the you know the the girl that Nikki wants to be with a Sri Lankan, but she's known as Rihanna. You know, it's not hot until Rihanna wears it. That's how she's created herself. So now she's a fashion icon. She's a you know when it comes to beauty, when it comes to a scent, she's all that. So it's not just music. So I, I commend her. You're not gonna always get to the rights to songs that you haven't even written and make the money out of that. But you're going to get the money from, you know, your, your brand and your image. And this is where it comes to be a college student, the likeness yep. of you. You're going to make money off of your likeness. You might as well do what you can with it because football may not save you. Music may not save you, but if you diversify yourself, you become an icon. And that's, right. what I, I agree with that hundred percent. So yeah, I'm proud of her.
0: You go, there you go. We got one last topic before we get into King's disease, which I know everybody's waiting on. Dr. Dre's daughter and her four kids are homeless. He's come out uh, giving an interview on that. What do you guys think about, like, the fact that Dr. J is currently right now paying 300000 a month to his ex-wife, but he has homeless children out here and grandchildren? Um, Baylor, this is in your neck of the woods. We're coming right to you. Uh,
3: so I, I recently did an episode about this, and um, I'm, I'm, kind, I'm kind of torn because, for one, like I said, at the end of the day, we're not in the huddle. So we don't really know what's going on. We, and we really don't know uh, in details like their relationship. Um, at the same time, um, from the, informa- the information that was given to us, the surface information that was given to us, as a father, like, if you know your child is out there struggling, um, that wouldn't sit well with you. You know what I mean? Because, you know, by the grace of God, you know, my, my children uh, grow old. You know what I mean? If my daughter calls me and dad, I got a flat tire and she's 47 and she doesn't have any help. I'm getting my old ass up and going to go get my daughter. You know what I mean? Um, at the same time, I don't know the relationship between him and his daughter. I don't know what the payment arrangements were prior to that and don't know why it stopped other than he may have been salty about an interview she did. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to sit up here and for a woman that has been doing DoorDash and says that her and her kids are, are you know, on hard times, can't say anything about that. Uh, and then I don't want to count this man in pockets. At the end of the day, he's not me and I'm not him. I just know um, we got different hearts. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm the type of person that even if I didn't have a relationship with that child, or whatever the case may be, um, I might end up doing something to where I might end up, I might end up doing something to where we won't be in a situation like that. You know, the amount of money that he brings in or the money that he makes, it's 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 not it's pocket change for to to buy a house even in L. A. To him, you know what I mean. So again, I don't I don't really know the details. I wasn't in a huddle. Uh, but it's, it's still a tough situation all the way around, especially when you know your dad is Dr. Trey. Okay. I
0: don't know whose background it is. Somebody's, like, fame going on or something. Uh, Mary, what do you think about it? <clears throat> Mary? Or Mary, can hear us,
2: Yeah, so, I don't know, man. I'm not going to take the side of, you know, he should step up and be a father because we don't know the full story. But if he wasn't her father, would this be a story? Like, mm. we would basically say, as a woman, you have four children, you shouldn't be homeless, or what support should go into there? Are we going to basically, because you're Dr. Dre's daughter, you should be on top? Like, there's no, there's no excuse at this point. You know what I mean? mean? I don't want to point that. And him. But if the story does come out that it is him, you you need to take care of your, your kid. You know what I mean? No matter what, whatever the disagreement is, there's no way a story should come out where your daughter is homeless with four kids. So there's two sides to that. I don't want to take a side. It's just there's two narratives that need to be written.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I think the the biggest thing, like, for me is that even if you don't want to take care of like, you, they, they can't come live with you. Like, we know Dr. Dre got houses. Like, so... That's, that's the thing that stands out to me. Uh, Mary,
1: what do you think about the situation? I mean, what more can I say? It's wild. <laughs> like, I don't know. I definitely feel like I'm hoping there's a mix-up or, you know, something. But never, ever, ever should you have a child and you're good and they're not. Like, that's just going to be a no for me, dog. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The
2: reason I, The reason I say that, I mean, look at Vanessa Bryant and her mother. And the lawsuit, you know what I mean? Like, she's suing her for saying that she did all this for the kids. We don't know what happened. Like, why are you suing your daughter? Why is this public? You know what I mean? This happens to be Kobe Bryant's kids. Again, when something goes public, there's a lot more behind it. And I agree with you, Mary. Like, you have to take care of your kids. This shouldn't happen to the point where the public is getting this information, where your daughter is homeless with four kids. So there's two, two narratives, again, I think need to be addressed. But I don't want to make... Um, comments on something that like the T.I. and, and, you know, situation, we don't know too much about. If there's so much information coming out, whole different story. Like, now we got questions, but I do want to, I hope everything works out. I hope, you know, she doesn't remain homeless with four kids, but I don't know.
1: Fair
0: enough, fair enough. And I, you know, it's weird to switch topics and, and move on from a subject like that, but we need to and we have, we came here to review an album from Nas King's Disease 2. Uh, part of the reason why we're a day late is that we could not review a Nas album without Marquis. And because of that, we got to go to Marquee first.
2: Marquee, this album. Oh, oh, okay. So forgive me. I'm uh, five hours ahead of you guys. I'm in uh, London. Um, and I thought that it was important for me to review this album. And I'll try not to be as long as possible, but I'll say this. <laughs> the King's Disease the cure from Queens, you understand? The cures from Queens, The King's Disease. I mean, I think we all underestimated Nas because we're expecting him to drop another Illmatic. 14 albums in, and we get this. The album that followed a grant, his first Grammy, King's Disease was dope, but King's Disease 2 was fucking flawless. I'm still listening to this album. I swear to God, Kanye does not need to come out for at least another month. I don't want to hear anything anybody else has to say. I'm not gonna, like, again, I'm gonna try to spend as little time on this as I can, but I can't say anything bad about this album. I mean, you have four decades of hip hop on one album. His biggest curse was his production. Everyone always said, you know, the greatest rapper alive with the poorest production. And somehow he connected with one, one artist, one musician to make his sound better. Like, to actually compliment him. I mean, DJ Premier, absolutely. It, when you have to focus on the lyrics, when it comes to, you know, the instruments, where you actually have to just pay attention to the lyrics, that's what Premier does. But for some reason, Hit Boy does it all. He creates the sound. He makes you focus on the lyrics. And to me, Hit Boy to Nas is Danger Mouse to CeeLo. Like, it's a flawless, flawless execution. Um, one thing I compliment him on, he didn't play it safe with this album. He straight went in. The last album to me was I'm going to reintroduce myself to the younger folks to everybody else to remind you I'm here. But this album, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to show you all who the fuck I am. Like, perfect. From Pressure, Pressure had to be the perfect transition from you know, KD to KD2 and the change-ups were magnificent where Hip Boy forces Nas not to be comfortable. Like, his production actually make Nas, don't just ride the beat, Nah, You got to you got to change this shit up. Like you got to actually address who the fuck you are and remind people just because you're Nas and everybody's, you know, you're, you're everybody's favorite rapper. Nah, show them why, you know, the older, the older, you know, the, the hip hop historians respect you. Um, I mean, his modern adaptation of the, the younger generation of modernity, like, yo, Basically, forty side. He he just taking the new era of hip hop and flipping it. You know what I mean? Even his ad libs, like th- even the ad libs, it was it was insane. Rare is the perfect single to intro to this album to me. It was the perfect beat transition. He went from this simple beat and at like and Baylor, uh, I love your video where you highlighted how rare. Just he just the change up was magnificent. Yktv when he said imagine Lil Uzi on a primo beat. Imagine N.A.S. on Amigos beat. He basically told you, young rappers can't do what I did. You can't focus on your lyrics. But imagine me if I had all this this, this production around me. I can do them both. You know what I mean? EPMD. (sighs) Realistically, M has to be the best at triple entendres that ever existed. But Nas didn't get murdered on his own shit. (laughs) That was fucking magnificent. Him going down memory lane where he went on the store run. He's basically telling you, I'm an authority of hip-hop, you know. It's just from from one IPO to the next. One of the greatest lines he said in that, he was like, people battered down, Asian hate getting passed around, Tiger happy, both his parents' lives matter now. Like, yo, think about that shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking magnificent. I, I don't know. And I, I know I'm taking a lot of this, but even the Lauren track, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everyone expected a hook. Because that's all she was used for when it comes to a Nas track. Right? You're expecting a perfect hook, Nas, but Nah, she picked up the mic for this one, and holy shit, her coming back and blessing us with her first verse in years, fucking flawless. She said, "What was the line?" She said, "Um, I turned the other cheek, I took blow after blow. There's so much crisis in the world because you you reap what you sow. When you keep when you reap what you what you say when you know is meant for someone else, the ditch you dig for them you might end up in yourself." What the Fuck. Oh my god. Yo, again, he's a hopeless romantic Soufflon, he's talking about, you know, being to want to be in a relationship, but of course he's dodging a relationship, dope. Um, I don't know. To me, this is and I'll say this is the album of the decade. Hmm. And I say the decade because we just started 2010, 2011, I don't it's 2020, 2021. I don't know any album. (laughs) Think about this. I don't know any album better than this to start the decade. That was flaw, like as flawless as it is. It's effortless production-wise, lyrics. Like there's nothing wrong with this album to me, and this has to go in history as one of the greatest albums of all time because this man changed up his flow for the young people and still did it better than they do. I know I went on a lot, but whoever wants to take it from there, go for it.
0: Damn, that's a lot to take it up from. Um, uh, Baylor, I'm turning it over to you. Um, You know, I've been talking to a lot
3: of cats. I I wanted to see a lot of, uh, I want to see how how a lot of Jay-Z fans would react to this and see if they would deny the album, you know what I mean, or or pick out something to say it was all right, but it wasn't what y'all making it out to be. Um, and like, like I said in my rant, like, yeah, I, I am one of those, I am one of those people that say, man, y'all need to chill out on calling things an instant classic and things like that. And that's only the reason why I say that is because sometimes what they be calling an instant classic, don't be an instant classic. It just be, a, it just comes from classic people, you know what I mean? And classic people don't make classics all the time. Um, but this right here, it not just, it just didn't sound good. Like it felt good. You know what I mean? That that rare, that beat change, to, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not too many songs that I listen to, and it make like, it warms my blood up. You know what I'm saying? The hair on your arms stick up. When that beat change, and he said, we've been doing gangster shit for a long time, like, that spoke to me. You know what I mean? My Bible, opening up with with Nip, that's powerful. You know, him talking about squashing the beef with Pac, you know what I'm saying? Bringing up Pac's name. Um, the Moment track. Um, what was the other track that I like so much? All of it. <laughs> I mean, I like, of, of course, of course, that. But I have my favorites. Um, I think the one where Hip Boy was rapping on it.
0: Okay, I forgot the name. Uh, of compo-
3: composure, composure, composure. Okay. composure. That man. That was, um, this is the thing about, this is the thing about hip hop in history is that things can't be moved around and it, it, it's just like the cancel culture where people feel like these out al- that the classic albums that came before can't be moved or rearranged. I don't think that's true. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and we can be recency biased and things like that. But honestly, when you go back to the, all the classic albums that you like, they make you feel a certain way. You know what I mean? And if they were that good, then you will still be going back to them like that. And they still make you feel that way. Nas last two albums is going to make me feel a certain way. And that's why I'm not afraid to say, yo, yeah, these can bump, these can bump two albums out of his top five easily production alone. But, you know, I understand where people will be stuck on uh, whatever they feel his top five albums are, and that's cool because we, you know, we're Nas fans, but we have different ears when it comes to him. um He got it, and I will say this because I want to, I want to tie LeBron into this. For a long time, I fought against LeBron. You know what I mean. Until he brought a, a championship to Cleveland, and I said he did it for his hometown. You know what I mean. That was big. Um, and then I had to say, look, man, this dude is really something special. I'm okay with calling him the greatest of all time. For a long time, I was confused on what Nas, where Nas was going, but that was only because of his production as well. A lot of people like to put Jay-Z at the top because of everything that he's done with his brand outside of hip-hop or something that was attached to hip-hop. Longevity matters as well, even though we still got a lot of love for Big and Pac. ODB, all the rest, you know what I mean? But longevity and to, and to catch the ear, I didn't hear not one negative thing about this album, even from the J fans, even from the Drake fans, even from the Ye fans. Those are bars right there. Um, but that that speaks volumes, though. And I'm okay with rearranging at the end of the day. I'm not saying where I would put him, but I'm okay. Like, if, if someone came to me and said, man, Nas is the best ever. I'd be like, all right, cool. Let's roll with it. Because I understand where they are coming from. His music feels good. Now he finally has production to match his lyrics. And it's just, man, put Nas and Jada in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm good.
1: All right. That's high praise, high praise, Mary. So so when Baylor said that Nas albums kind of bring you back, to, or good hip-hop albums, right? I think I'm, don't let me misquote you, Baylor. Um, bring you back to a place. For me, this Nas album brought me back to, it really had me feeling nostalgic on a lot of levels, but it brought me back to my favorite Nas album and the emotions I had behind that. And that was stillmatic. Mm. I'm not saying that was his best album, but that for me is my favorite for my own nostalgic reasons and where I was in life and hip hop at the time. Um, just like Marquee, I'm still bumping it. Like literally every day I wake up to, to this album. Um, you know, Nas also really reminded everyone or maybe introduced some people, right? To who he really is as a storyteller, right? and like some of his stories are fictional but even the fictional shit is rooted in his truth right like in moments which is one of my favorite joints on on the track on on the the project um you know he kind of started every verse talking about the people the celebrities he didn't meet that he wished he did and then it goes off into tangents from there but it's like there's a formula even when there isn't a formula with him like it's it's crazy um death row east like the fucking Mm. confessions that were were Mm. on that like and it's like people i feel like this album and most nas albums the great ones anyway um are people who don't pay attention to lyrics like it and then people who do pay attention to lyrics love it right like and there's just so many gems that were dropped in there even for me as a chick right like Brunch on Sunday, or what was it? Sunday brunch? I, I forgot the exact. On there Sunday. you go, I had it right first. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's like anybody that knows me lo- knows I love me some Sunday brunch. Like I, I don't want to go to the club on Friday night. I'd rather go on to Sunday brunch. brunch and like he Sunday. totally captured exactly. He totally captured the New York experience of Sunday brunch. Like you know, I don't smoke hookah, but that is a staple in the Sunday brunch culture and. You know, the whole nine, even about how, like, new chicks really like to be cash apped and that's their love language, like, or drop a Zelle or something. So, like, I, it just is everything. It really is everything. Like, he, I, I, like, if you rewind to past episodes when we talked about this album coming out, I was just hoping it wouldn't be whack. And, like, I'm ecstatic, overjoyed that, like, this is what it is. So... Yes, Nas, you've done it <laughs> for real.
3: And what, Can I, what have we? And what have we been saying this whole time about older artists? What are you going to talk about?
0: Mm-hmm. Listen,
3: everything that he talked about was valid. Yeah like, he painted he painted a picture.
1: Yes, and it was like current, but then he dug in the past too, and it yes. was like it really was something for everyone on this album. Like.
2: Just when he said people batter down, Asian hate getting passed around, Tiger happy, both his parents' lives matter now. Like, (laughs) think about that shit. Like, he, I think he's listening to
0: the breaks radio. That's what I think. uh,
2: No (laughs) one, no one can get away or do what he does. Like, you just said it. That moment, he captures moments and time and he paints the perfect picture. Even when you rap, this is the first time he rapped with, with Eminem. Not did he he hold his own. He went his own lane. Eminem always gonna do his thing. Eminem's always gonna do his thing. Eminem's gonna take a beat and flip it, and then you know add so many different type of styles. And I'm gonna ask y'all about this question. Oh yeah, no. As far as how many styles, who has who's the best? And as far as styles, and I would say Eminem and Buster. There's a real yes. battle there. But yo, like Nas held his own. Not just held his own on a remake. What the fuck? happened, like, yo, I'm gonna get Eminem on this remake track, you know what I'm saying? And then, yo, it's fucking insane how you do that, but, again, my crowning jewel for having the guest appearance, and he actually brought the best out of Boogie and YG, like, he made them, like, sound great, you know what I'm saying? And then, mm-hmm. Lauren Hill stepped out of her cloud down from heaven to earth to say, <laughs> I'm gonna bless a Nas track. Like, who else could pull this shit off? So,
0: I, yeah. I like, the thing to me that let me know just how ageless this album is is that I don't know if you guys saw it or not. I did a a video with my my little sister who's ten years younger than me. She's she'll be twenty five in October, and this was her first time listening to not only a Nas album, but any type of actual lyrical artist. And she rated this album a ten out of ten. She said that that's how hard. It, she said that this album was so good to her that it made her start seeking out other lyrical artists rather than just vibe music.
1: Wow. That's, That's insane. It, to me, if I were Nas, that would be my mama I made it moment to hear that.
0: Yeah. It, it, so like me and her doing this video and I, like while she's saying this and she's like, and so like I asked her, I'm like, well, what did you know about Nas before? She said, I have never listened to a Nas album. I can't even remember a track that I listened to with Nas on it. But after this, she's dug through the crates. She's listening to Nas music, and now it's made her, her and I even asked her, I said, okay, so has this changed now? You going back and listening to the vibe music? And she's like, honestly, yes. Now I'm looking for artists who have more of a message and more shit and more of something to say. That, to me, just spoke to how amazing and, and, and ageless and classic this album, Miss Baylor said, it was an instant classic. And I don't give that away very easily, but I agree with that whole fucking hearted this is one of those albums when after you listen to it you can't help but to go back and want to listen to it again i listened to this album two times and then went back and played king disease one and listened to this all through like straight through both albums and when i say this is probably one of the best one two punches as far as a of a of a a back-to-back releases since dmx and I hold that. And that, I mean that wholeheartedly.
2: I'm sorry. I would say it's better than and back-to-back one.
0: I'm not. See, Are I don't want to get. I only didn't want to get into the conversation of. of which one was actually better i'm just saying since then this is the only thing that i could think about in albums that were released this close one after another and me and it's funny because markey when we talked about this being announced you had mentioned like you hope that it's not just leftovers from king's disease one and first two tracks in you know you in for something completely fucking different he switched the beat twice (laughs)
2: yeah yeah Yeah. yo
1: when i I heard this
2: uh Okay, and again, it's 3 o'clock in the morning in London right now. I'm on this fucking show to review this album. I'm probably the most critical of Nas because I have higher expectations of him, and he's cursed with the gift of having one of the greatest albums in hip-hop history. And, I mean, technically one of the greatest albums of all time, Illmatic. But this album, and I had this conversation with Mary earlier this week. I'm like, you know, is this his best album? And I thought about that. Like, if Nas didn't have Illmatic, this might have been his best album. Because no one, he basically came from an angle where no one expected. Here's 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 what I say,
0: and honestly, like I think, let this album be around for five years, and let's have the conversation if Illmatic is actually not the
3: best. Fair, fair. I, I'm okay with saying Illmatic is still the best right now, but it will always be one of the most important albums to hip hop history. Yeah, period. No,
0: and no, nothing can <laughs> take away what Illmatic meant to the culture and me, and it's a great album in its own right, but. I think the ease, the confidence, and the well, I don't I don't know how I wanna, how I want to word it. The experience of Nas mm-hmm. on this album may may and I need years to sit this. This is not anything I can answer now. May put this above Illmatic for me. Yeah, given some time. And- it's looking, I mean, like he
1: definitely, it's looking like it's headed that way. Yeah, Experience is a great word to use because it definitely felt like he was a veteran. Like it felt like he just glided through. And even like we pointed out before, even the features, it just all felt like it flowed. And it was really like from a place of experience. And, you know, everyone, I felt like because Nas is known for having something to say, I felt like every all the features made sure they came with what they had to say for real, too. Like, even with, yo, Lauren got me when she was saying how she's out here saving souls, but motherfuckers want to complain about her lateness. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. shit. Like, I mean, it felt like people were really using the platform. Because you address. always late. Um. Yes, but <laughs> I don't apologize for it. <laughs> so... Man, anyway, it, I would beat you here today. So,
2: you got yo, I gotta, I gotta jump back real quick. Illmatic was the first super produced album. If you have the best producers on the planet at the time, Pete Rock, Q-Tip, Premier, and you basically said we're gonna create this this project. We need the best lyrical assassin on the planet to tie all this in. That's what that is. It's a prototype for the first super produced album. This album felt like. Hit Boy has been the one problem addressed that we've always had with Nas. Everyone always said, your production, something about his production it just doesn't come to light. With him and L.E.S. and everything, he always has some great songs. You know, he, he comes with um, you know, um, you know, Cherry Wine and stuff like with Amy Winehouse. But for some reason, Hit Boy just happens to match him perfectly. He knows how to take that old jazzy flow, that, that, that monotone sound, and then he drops that, that second beat on you and just switches everything up. Like, nah, don't get, don't get comfortable. Like, this is who Nas is. You motherfuckers need not even know this is the greatest rapper alive. This is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, and his favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can't do wrong. And this album showed it. And I think, Hayes, you said it perfectly when we messaged. The last album was for us. This album was for him. Like, no holds barred. Like, this motherfucker came in like, I'm comfortable. I've invested in the IPOs. I did what I needed to do. I made money. It's nothing to me. Like I, you gotta be, you gotta be. You can't be afraid to take risks. And here's one of them. When he dropped it nine months later from his Grammy award-winning album, he had nothing to lose, and it, it was better than the last one. How does that happen? So well, yeah, I'm I gonna think, say it again. Nas I, is I the think, greatest rapper of all time. Sorry, fuck you. But
1: I think you just discovered how it happened in this sentence, right? Like when you have nothing to lose, there's no I Exactly. I mean, and he, do-
0: t- he, t- he, he took the time to craft it. Like what the last before King's Disease won, the last full Nas album was Nasir, which we all know what happened with Nasir. He dropped lost tapes. It bring it brought back that feeling of Nas. Like it wasn't a classic or anything, but it brought back like classic Nas. Let's take the expectations out of it. He linked up with Hit Boy. And there is something special about every every rapper, every great rapper has a certain synergy with a producer. You can almost mark it down for any rapper and a producer who they work with. Very rarely do we get full albums from them. The fact that we get two, two from Hit Boy and Nas, when they have such a synergy, is something that we may never see again because you don't typically see it. It's it's usually politics or something that get in the way of somebody producing. Fully producing somebody' uh, artist album from start to finish when they have this level of synergy, and that's what makes this feel special. Go ahead, Mark. We
2: almost had it. We almost had well, it, well, it with not, Kanye well, and well, Common. that
0: though. Yeah.
2: We almost had it with Kanye and yeah. Common. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, like that was Common's Com- Com- best album. B was Common's best album. That was flawless by far. Follow up to by that far. album. The follow up to that album was there. It's just he. I don't, I don't know what was missing from that album. I don't know if they're you know Kanye was busy or more in demand or whatever, but this, the follow-up to the album wasn't as great. But this, I've never seen someone bring out the best of Nas like hit Boy did. Like, he was meant to be Like, how Redman was meant to meet Meth, mm-hmm. he was meant to meet Hitboy. So I don't great, know how he that
0: chose is a, this. That thing. is a great fucking point. That is an amazing point. Though.
2: Flawless. To me, flawless. I Again, I, I don't ever remember listening to an album this much and speaking about it. And now, and I'll, again... It's not even just a hip hop album. This it's not even just focused on hip hop. No, this to me is one of the best albums musically. Period.
0: So you you guys know I'm growing my vinyl collection, and you and I've spoke about it. Like I'm I'm only only classic albums to me do I get on vinyl or something that speaks to me. I have ordered this on vinyl. I got one that I'm not opening, and I'm and I'm doing one that I'm listening to because I feel like that's how classic this fucking
3: the the last album that I talked. About like this or similar to it or maybe close to it was to pimp a butterfly. So I'll go, I'll go back that far. But this King Disease two is definitely uh, Mac and Cheese. I give King Disease one uh, yams and uh, Illmatic could be the chicken.
0: Okay, fair. That's fair. Amazing album. Let's move on. I had put this Tory Lanez diss to Cassidy on here, but we have such a great feeling with just hip hop right now. I don't even. Do you guys want to talk about it? Because if not. We can not, not really, but it wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I'll give him that. It wasn't bad. But I don't even... Yeah. Like, like, King's Disease is such a great album that I feel like it's disrespectful to talk about any music after speaking about King's Disease. So fuck it. We're well, I mean, hey, I, we,
3: we, I gotta salute I got to salute New York, because y'all had back-to-back duck. I can't speak for the next. I don't know what the fuck they really did, but... Uh, between hey, they Nas, came as
1: close as they've come in a long time, we're proud of the next. I don't know if you want to hang
3: your hat on that one, but what y'all just went through as far as the locks, and the <laughs> Nas, yeah, I don't know if y'all want to just go for that, go
0: for that, uh, back to back, go for that back to back. All right, all right. Uh, we got Black People Like Rock 2. This is a segment presented 100% by Marquis. Marquis, what's going on with Black People Like Rock 2?
2: Yo, I just gotta ask, um. Nas, and just to to stick on that, he made a comment. Compare me to Mick Jagger and Bono. Can we? Can you put him in the category of Mick Jagger and Bono? Um,
3: yeah, I can't say much. I, I can't say much about, it, but if we're assuming like their stature, if we actually judge hip hop that
1: way, then yeah, but we don't I think I think that's that's an easy, yes, him? I mean, do you need to ask me? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you got to take personal aside. Right
2: take personal aside. just. Yeah, we, we celebrate who he is um, and the culture, but when it comes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and when you hear names like moves like Jagger and you hear Bono from U2, and of course you're going to hear Jay-Z because of his accomplishments, but you don't hear Nas like that. That's that little-known secret that this generation doesn't really know. Can he be mentioned? Of course. Likes of, not just hip-hop, but I'm just that's what I'm saying. I just hope that he's recognized as not just the greatest lyricist of all time, but one of the greatest musicians of all time.
1: Well, what makes me question that is the story Hayes told us before about his sister, who basically didn't really know Nas's music until this album. So, I don't know. I I personally feel like awards and award shows are bullshit, but that's just me. So so. does Nas. So does Nas. Right. This is, you know, we hear Nas, we hear. But... (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I I think he deserves to be there. But it's like, who who really is the judge, and what are the criteria? I feel like we've had this conversation before many times. I mean, it's, the it's,
3: people it's, that's supposed to be the is never the judge.
0: It's it's, it's, it's difficult. that too exactly. It's difficult. it's difficult to compare different genres like that because, like, with 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 rock and roll, right? It as much as it's about the music, it's also very much about the performances, the live performances, what they do as a band and. Like with with hip hop, yes, we appreciate great live performances, but it's not always a like that. Doesn't play as big of a part in what makes a classic artist in hip hop to me. Um, but as as a as a, Nas isn't a musician, he's a he's an MC, and I think that separate that makes the difference there. Bono is a fucking musician.
2: Mick Jagger <laughs> is a musician. That. I disagree with that. Um, Nas is a musician. If you listen to his flow, his style, his um his staccato. The way he rides certain beats, he's an instrument. If you take away the lyrics and you listen to it from a perspective where you're focused on the beat and right. how he Melodic. flows over, yeah. he's yeah. he's a musician. The same reason um <clears throat> like black thought, I guess you iconic hand, and I, I think I brought this up with Tool. If you li- you take away the lyrics and the vocal you just focus on the vocals, he's an instrument. And Nas is one of the greatest min- instruments because he, he took it from his father, Alodara, Ol- from that jazz type of thing. And Biggie did the same thing from that whole jazz decado and everything. He's an instrument. A lot, a lot of rappers can say that they can compliment music the way they can. If you put a live band, and he did this, he did with Elmatic, he had the orchestra behind him. The sound was brilliant. Like if you take that music and you bring it to life, the reason I agree that he is in that caliber, because you can't mention hip-hop without mentioning Nas. And you can't mention music without mentioning hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like you can say <clears throat> that um, you know, you have all these other artists, you can't say Jay is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? LL, I'm bad. Like, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he's compared to those people because he was in Chuck D, a revolutionary. At the end of the day, he's still, a, you want to say, a rock star with Zach Della Roach um, and Raging the Machine. Nas is, is borderline a rock star. And the only reason, it, that, everything that held him back was that he didn't have, you know, the, the popular features or the greatest musicians or a production behind him, but he was Amy Winehouse's favorite artist and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, he's a musician and they respected each other from their, their blues and jazz orientation. So I, I, the only reason I say that, and I bring that up is because Mike Hendricks and the rest of them, he was that respected dude. He was that one person that you can pick out of a crowd and say, that's a musician. That's a true musician who studied the arts of hip hop, jazz and blues. And he incorporated a lot of his style into it and philosophy. That's my, my, my take on it.
0: I mean, I get what you're saying with the whole Nas is, the inst- but, but he's not. I mean, like you can, if if that's the case that we're using, and I, like I said, I understand your point. Like I, I'm not saying that I don't understand. I just personally don't agree, but I can understand why you would come up with that. That get to that place. It's it's something different for 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 me when when we talk about like artists like Bono and Mick Jagger and 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 you know other other things, other other artists like that. Like rock and roll is just a different beast in that way to me. But I agree I agree and understand everything you say. Hip hop is the backbone of music. Black people are the backbone of music. You can't mention Nas without without uh, when you're mentioning or talking about hip hop. But it's just I just I just don't get to that place with that. I don't get to it. But I can understand why you fair enough.
1: Well I also feel like every each one of those rock artists kind of brought something different to the genre themselves. Like you said before, moves like Jagger, that's what he was known for. So, who would be known for like the moves of hip hop, right? Like, it's like, I think that's an exercise we could do another day. Yeah. Where for we sure. kind of, for sure. you yeah. know. All right. I think,
2: I think, <laughs> I think um, after Helter Skelter, when it was like, you know, first, you know, something happened when rappers weren't making sense. And then all of a sudden, rappers started making sense. And it happened because of Nas, like, rappers weren't making sense. Everything was cool. One, two, let's, you know, boom, bap, whatever. When that motherfucker after Rakim, he came back on the stage, like, motherfuckers started paying attention to lyrics.
0: I, I mm-hmm. think also it, you have to mention, like, just how far Nas goes back into hip hop. Sometimes we forget that. Like, he, the, the four decades thing is fucking real. Like, when you, hip hop is, hip hop is only what, 60 years
1: old? 48.
0: 48. Yesterday. So for Nas to go back is, into hip hop as far, he is literally, basically. 91. At the, at the point, at the beginning of hip hop, there was almost Nas. Like, so when you, when you think about all that, you have to include him. Bailey, you've been quiet there for a minute. What do you, th- what are you thinking about over
3: there? No, I was thinking about when she said 48, yeah, like, yo, I'm really 10 years less than hip hop older, you know, 10 years younger than hip hop. Crazy. That's crazy. crazy.
1: That's yeah. Crazy. That's depressing.
3: Let's move on. <laughs> no, I mean, no, As actually, to me, that's, that's dope news to me. Yeah.
1: Well, we can say know. is that we literally grew up with hip hop. Like I don't remember there being no hip hop. You that, know
3: what I mean? That's what, that, that's where. that's where I came yeah. from. It. And, and 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 the reason why that kind of stunned me is because we had like a debate in uh, clubhouse today and it really like I just I I I went on mute cuz I'm like I can't argue with cats. I and, and I caught myself cuz I said <laughs> I can't I can't argue with younger cats, right? But then there were actually younger cats that got it. And what I mean by younger cats, meaning, like, even people as young as 33, you know what I mean? Uh, but cats was telling me that they was, like, very disrespectful to
0: LL. Mm. You know what I mean? All right.
1: Like, We're moving on. No, I, don't, I don't want to you have you to know. You know
3: we can't
0: talk about that. You know we can't talk about that. <laughs> I
3: know. I know. I know. And I was in there defending it. But I was just thinking, like, yo, know, a lot of people just don't understand the history of hip-hop and the cats that really meant something to it. So I just put yeah. at that. I didn't even argue it.
1: But I know how you feel, um, and it's a disheartening feeling. It's almost like, I don't know, I've definitely had feelings where I'm like, I don't belong in the world anymore. If, like, I'm grown adults don't know these songs or these references or, you know, it's, like, really upsetting. Is it crazy that this is the
2: only drawn, genre that matters? No. But think about it. Yeah. Nobody talks about any other genre to know your history other than hip-hop. Like right. well, like soul and back.
1: jazz definitely yeah, true, true. Ha- are have a history too. They do, but those are the origins no one challenges of hip hop. If you really think about it, so you know.
2: Yeah, no one challenges your your card other than hip hop. Like you can't get you you get your shit taken away. You don't understand the roots of hip hop. Like well, soul jazz, also, you can get past.
1: But that's also due to the nature of like the, the character of hip hop. It's like. It's competitive and it'll fuck your ass up if you you exactly. are faking jack. So to yeah. my point,
2: think yeah. about the respect that it deserves. You know what I mean? Like you actually have to have these conversations, know your shit before you come to a clubhouse conversation and Please say. So, well, dude, you, with apparently with you don't cats.
3: have to. That's the problem. <laughs> Man, these these cats, when I tell you these cats, do not care about history because Listen,
0: that they, Drake just call label them Drake fans. These it's like Drake. Ding with what he did, introduce people who feel like they can have hip-hop conversations without knowing what the fuck they're talking about. Period.
3: I'll leave it alone, Dan. I'll leave it alone.
0: <laughs> Alright. So we, we, Baylor has to leave soon, so we, we're gonna end on the last two topics. Um, first up... Two! Yeah. <laughs> Raising Kanan. We've been doing reviews of Raising Canyon every week. Hey, Marquis, did you get caught up yet? Dude, I am so far
2: behind. i right, been bro so it's it's you're you're gone.
0: traveling overseas. You're an international Negro. I understand. Uh Mary Bailey, did you guys are you guys all caught up on Raising Canaan? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mary, take it away.
1: Well, uh, I hope this week it's gonna go somewhere <laughs>
0: because Thank you. It feels like it's just spinning its like the first two episodes were great. Now it just feels like it's just spinning its wheels in place. Yeah. Like Let's get somewhere. Listen, Let's get somewhere.
1: I, I, as a New Yorker, you know what I mean. Like, enjoy the nostalgia of seeing '90s New York, and the soundtrack is dope and all that. But yeah, storyline-wise, now it's starting to feel like, are we gonna shit or get off the pot here? So, I'm. I mean, I saw the preview for this week's episode. It looks like some shit's gonna go down. Somebody's gotta die. This is like <laughs> not. <laughs> this is not real power. <laughs> if. <laughs> The bodies don't start it in
3: the, 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 floor. In the floor.
1: Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm not to say I'm looking forward to people dying, but you know, someone needs to in order to keep this storyline
3: rolling.
0: Mary's back not married. By, by,
3: She's back, but look, to So, Mary, by you, by what you mean by somebody needs to die, you mean somebody with a name, right? With a name.
1: What does that mean? You,
3: meaning, like, meaning, say not, more. not one of the goons on the side or anything. Ah.
1: Like we need a main character. You know exactly. who I think is going to die? Well, With wait, we forgot D- D-Wiz died.
0: Yeah, that's why, yeah. yeah. I,
1: but Okay, which was Trife. That was crazy. Right. I wonder if it's going to come out how he ended up dying. But I think Famous is going to be the next to go.
0: Mm. Mm. I like really? it. That, that'll, that'll mean something. Right? And hey, you know who's going to do it, too. Well, and, and that's the thing that sucks about oh. like this being a prequel because... Honest, if if it wasn't for us knowing where the storyline would go i would think that jukebox would be the one to die before the end of the season but we know that can't happen um yeah to motivate kanan but we know that can't happen so it's like every
1: although her little storyline is also a little crazy like what what is the purpose of this
0: it's to get the, it's to get <laughs> like... lgbtq uh tq representation on on the screen but all
1: but I, I and said, listen. I'm all for that. Yeah. I am, but it just is feeling like a distraction. Like I want to get back to the business. Like unless this is something to do with the main storyline. Like no, no more. And then yo, what's up with Uncle? <laughs> yo, we gotta chill. You talking about he him? Gotta wait, wait, which Uncle are you talking about? The
0: nigga that eat too much yes the one that the one that's that's banging the white chick yes yeah, and I mean, then how he yeah. just
1: take the dog back
0: <laughs> that nigga took the dog back she so quick
1: treated her bad.
0: look first of all <laughs> the fact of when she tried to cuddle with him that motherfucker looked at her like
1: you would think that that like i don't even know <laughs> what you doing what are yeah. you doing and she was like i've had other black guys that cuddle then he's like bitch not
0: like me he's like, bitch, what they gotta do with me you know what matter of fact just because you said that I'm taking this motherfucking dog
1: with me too. Fuck you, um, man. Listen, yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, they can't kill him because he's the comic relief. Although I thought that he was gonna die uh, when he rolled up to the crib when they were rolling on Canaan, but yeah, Uh, or at least get shot. Something. What's going on? (laughs) Somebody like everybody gonna get shot. Uh, Mary
0: just wants somebody. I just uh, but every every TV show has those middle episodes that it kind of just it's just there, and it sucks that we. That we got there after two amazing episodes back back to me in, in episode one and two, and now it's just it, it something needs to happen. We need we okay. We get these characters. We know the characters. We get the stakes. Now we need some shit to start happening. I won't necessarily say bodies I, need to start hitting know. the floor, but shit needs to start happening. I think it was a good filler though. I thought it was a good filler though because she found mom found a shirt. Right. Yeah. Listen, that's true. She found a shirt. The woman playing his mama is fine ass. All right, but she but she's a boss though. She's a boss.
3: Yeah, you know, Uncle is tripping right now. And she then what about
1: him. Symphony? We think he's gonna die. He or he's gonna like save Kanan's life or something. Well, and, the thing like, is, is, that is,
0: that if this it, like they've added so much of Fifty Cent's actual life into it, if it follows that we know his mama has to die at some point, right? Yeah. So then, and it's like... she
1: turn into a lesbian? In real I, life, I
0: too? Yeah, in real life. I don't know if they add that into the story or not. That's what Jukebox is there for. So. Right. J's <laughs> mom turned to lesbian? Huh? Huh? J's mom turned to lesbian? We're talking about 50 Cent's mom. I know, but Jay's mom's a lesbian, too. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was revealed in um 444. Oh, he had a song yeah. about
0: it. Yeah.
1: Anyway, don't try to distract us, Marquis, since you didn't watch the damn show. Exactly.
0: You <laughs> you Car- got excited about it, so... All right. Last topic for today. There's a... A documentary coming about about Rick James bitching the sound and fury. The trailer's been dropped. You, listen, I I love documentaries, but I especially love documentaries when it comes to somebody's life who we know lived a full fucking life. The stories we're gonna get on this documentary, I can't wait for the music, everything. Like I can't wait to see that Rick James created some of his best songs when he was on a coke bender. I can't wait to see the stories. You know what's gonna happen. Um, Marquis, e, since you didn't get to talk much in the last one. Or... Yeah, you sound like a Decepticon, bro. We didn't hear none of that shit. Like, none Is he of that shit? shit. Um, all right, so we're going to skip Marquis e. Baylor. What are you making the Rick James documentary?
3: I'm not watching that unless... I take an edible. I mean, I right. you, what
0: do you watch you, without an you, you you may need to do
1: a line in, in, in to watch this documentary. Yo, no, I'm scared <laughs> though. He said, "I'm I was scared."
3: scared. <laughs> oh man, no! You want to talk about influence? You're gonna have all of us walking around talking about I'm Rick James, bitch.
0: But see, that's the funny thing. Like, people who know him from that, like, and that's all they really know, I really can't wait to see some of them see this documentary, because people really do forget that Rick James, at one point, was one of the biggest artists in the
1: world.
3: Yeah, yeah. Talk about a musician.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm here for it. I always love a good documentary. Rick James is very interesting. I'd like to see, have Chappelle introduce it or something with his um, Rick James bitch impression. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm hyped, not to derail us, but I'm hyped for something coming sooner, which is Aretha. We're have have to you seen the reviews review that. for that? They're terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well. But also the family was like against it or some shit. So I think they planted, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, go ahead, Marky. You could talk about Rick James, bitch.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm sorry. I'm a, I guess you all know how I feel about artists when it comes to hip hop um, and, and rock and everything. He's a fucking rock legend. Mm. No matter what the fuck he is, he's a fucking rock legend. He doesn't get his flowers because <clears throat> the generation doesn't appreciate him for how masterful he was. Like, Super Freak alone. And, of course, it became a Hammer song and everything, but Super Freak. The music he created is fucking legendary, so I'm dying to see this documentary. A rock star deserves, especially when he goes on a binge of cocaine and creating the shit he did, yeah, I'm in for it.
0: Definitely. And Baylor said he has to do el- Edible to watch this. I'm definitely. Doing one, if not a few, cause like I'll just make grab a handful to get as close to Rick James high as possible. Watch this. I feel like I feel like the
3: ghost of Rick James gonna come down. There you go. Exactly That's how you do it. There
0: you go. No, he'll probably be looking like, bitch. I did a kilo of crack in one night. What the fuck is? This? What the hey? What the fuck is these gummies? <laughs> Your nose like don't burn is. doing gummies, you bitch. Like, it's, it's going to be some
1: shit like that. You smoke crack, don't
0: you? smoke don't,
2: oh,
1: don't
2: you?
0: Lean <laughs> on me. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't wait to watch this documentary. Um, But that's it. That's been the episode of the Berks Radio. We want to get Baylor out of here on time. Go ahead and give him your social media. Oh,
1: wait a second. Weren't we supposed to talk about Zola? We were, Did but I mean, we got
0: so it? much. Like, that would literally take another 20 minutes, and Baylor has to be gone so, in 13. Next
1: week.
0: Next week. We'll talk about Zola. Um, yeah, next week. And we'll also okay. Wu-Tang, uh, American Story coming back. We got all that on the Docker docket for next week. Okay. All right. Yeah, Baylor, I mean, Mary, go, Mary ahead. go ahead and give him your social media. Let's get the hell up out of here.
1: I'm going to do a mad slow now just because. No, I'm kidding. I'm at Miss cool. Mary Amante yeah. on all social platforms, and at Young Urban Moms, and a bunch of other shit that I'll talk about next week because Baylor gotta
3: go. Bye. At Baylorism uh, on Twitter. at uh, Shit, what's the other one? At Baylor the Great on all other social media platforms. And yeah, that's it. Donda, uh, Kanye, I know you listen. Oh boy, that TikTok video coming soon, my brother. It's coming.
1: (laughs) Wait, real quick. I have a dad joke for Donda. Uh-oh. It's not mine, but I saw it, and I feel like it fit very well. So somebody on Twitter said they should call the album Donde because where's it at? <laughs> Instead of Donda. <laughs> Carry on. Marty, <laughs>
2: I'm following that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Don't listen to Nas album. I'm good.
0: That's for the balls down So you can follow me at C E O Hayes. CEO C E o H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The Berks radio at Gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to send us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. If I have any parting words, I gotta double down on what Marquis said. Go listen to King's Disease one and two, but specifically two, and appreciate the genius that Nas is. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and this week. We out this bitch.
1: This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.